Hi there church, it's me again and um, we're continuing, continuing with our series on uh, power to create and we're talking about how God gives us power to create wealth, that's Deuteronomy 8 verse 18 and I'm sitting here with my father-in-law, Mike Stapos, one of the most influential people in my life, um, the man who's taught me to paddle and mountain bike and many other things. Um, and I'm eternally grateful to him for giving me his daughter in marriage, which, um, yeah, I don't know why he did that, but uh, he did. <laughs> um, so, Mike, really good to have you here. And um, he's got an amazing testimony, which he just, I, I just feel is, is something that will just bless you. And um, we've been talking about finances, we've been talking about wealth, we've been talking about building God-honoring financial vision in our lives. This last Sunday, we spoke about how, what is a God-honoring financial vision? And one of the things we started speaking about was tithing and giving and how, as God blesses us, He blesses us because He wants us to be a blessing. He blesses us because He sees us as a channel of blessing. And so, um, Mike's story starts all the way back when he was just um, an atheist, actually. And, um, and that's how I first knew him. I first knew him as an atheist, and, and I saw him come to faith, had the privilege of walking through his baptism and, and all his growth, and, and then just watching um, what God has done in his life, in particular in the area of finances. It's, it's actually an amazing testimony. It's an amazing story. And so Mike's here, and he's going to share, and we're just going to chat. Mike, welcome. Good to have you. Oh, wait. Yeah, why don't why don't we start right at the beginning? I mean, you well, were an atheist, and well, God, yeah, let's God, start there. No, God, God has an amazing sense of humor. Yeah, that's I, true. As a as a youngster, was at university, grew up as a Christian, went to Sunday school. Then, at university, studying engineering, learned all about evolution, mm. decided that God didn't exist. Yeah. So that's how I spent most of my life. God did not exist. The Bible was a fairy story. Sure. And um, then things happened in my life through my daughter. <laughs> and uh, I eventually spent six months at Bible school as an atheist, having to put my hand up every day because for some reason the guy preaching kept asking, Is, are there any atheists in the house? Anyway... <laughs> so you were actually at Bible school by at your university, yeah. and there's God's sense of humor. Yeah. I lost my faith at university, and you come back it. as an old man, and now God introduces Himself to me, <laughs> okay. and in such a powerful way. Yeah. But anyway, we won't go to how He did that. It's a different story. I realized that God was real, and that the the Bible is the true Word of God. Um, and I realized that there were too many Christians out there who didn't really believe everything in the Bible, that it was the true Word of God. They would pick and choose bits and go to church every Sunday, but that, that was how they lived their life. And, and I realized that perhaps the type of person I am, if I'm going to believe something, I'm a, I committed to it and I read through it, and I study it, and I try and understand what it's saying to me. And um, one of the uh, things that I, I did find was 
was the story of evolution, which then obviously got me out of believing in God, and I realized that in fact it is totally true. The Bible is true, Genesis is true, evolution is a lie. So mm. that gave me the confidence to know that the Bible is it's the actually truth. Scientific, is, is, it's scientific, it's rational, it's, it's philosophically sound, yes. it's not a fairy story. That's right. So okay, so it's through your you, you investigated the Bible. And yes. you found it to be true. Yes. And then you came to the realization that if this is the word of God, then and it's all true, then then that has implications on every area of your life, including your I financial. I had to change world. my life. I had yeah. to change how I live my life. Sure. Yeah. So you can't carry on living like you were. Yeah. And believing the Bible. Sure. The the two don't work. So anyway, I am. Um, I got to the point where the Bible was the true word of God and uh, then I decided I needed to change my life and I was reading about tithing. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I was reading it because I wasn't tithing at all. Um, so giving wasn't even on your radar? I mean it wasn't something you knew about or practiced? Well I did know about it because yeah. one of the a lot of churches don't talk about it yeah. You know, pastors don't like to make sure. people think they're chasing money. Yeah. Um, but in actual fact, that's a disservice to the to the congregants because it is. if you're not taught God's word, yeah. then you are you being you, you you're le you're left at a total disadvantage yeah. if you don't know God's financial principles because they're crucial to your life. Sure. Um, anyway, when I was reading it and and I and I got to Nehemiah ten thirty nine, where it said. For the children of Israel and the children of Levi shall bring the offering. And it went on and on and on. And it finished with, we shall not neglect the house of our God. Mm. And, and that sort of made me realize something that I actually was neglecting the house of our God. And you uh, even got your number plate changed eventually to Nehemiah 10, 39. Isn't that true? Well, no, yeah. no, that's not true. Yeah. That's a whole other story because oh, okay. God gave me that car. Oh, right. Okay. That's a complete different story. Okay. That was further along the line. Okay. Um, and I realized I had to. Yeah. Uh, besides that story is yeah. having Nehemiah 1039 as my number plate. Yeah. It was N-E. Yes. And I go into people's houses all over the place. So wherever I went, they'd say, are you from Escort? <laughs> and yeah. I'd say, no, I'm from the kingdom of God. <laughs> But that's a whole other story. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so we're on Nehemiah yeah. ten thirty nine, and it says, "And you shall, and we will not neglect the house of our God." And you felt that you had, or yes, I, I felt that. Well, yeah. I wasn't actually doing anything for the house of our God as as far yeah. as finances. Sure. And then I was reading through this, and and, and in Malachi, God doesn't pull any punches. You know, will a man yeah. rob God? Yet you've robbed me. And I, wow, this yeah. this this sort of didn't seem right to me, and it was quite frightening. But then he doesn't leave it at that. Let's read it. What does it say? Well, well it, it says, says in what says, way have you robbed me? Yeah. And then it says, in, in tithes and offerings. Yeah. And it says, you're cursed with a curse. Sure. Can you imagine being cursed by the God of the universe? Yeah. I didn't want to be that situation. Yeah. Um, but then he, he goes on, although that's very frightening, he goes on to say, he doesn't leave it there, he says, try me now in this. And... That means not tomorrow. It means now. Try me now. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the Lord of hosts says, I will, will open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. 
And he says, test me. Sure. And I realized that was the only place in the Bible where he says, test me. Yeah. Anyway, I, uh, I'm self-employed, or well, I was, well, I still am. Yeah. I was self-employed. Every week I struggled to find the money to pay the weekly staff. And every the end of the month, I struggled to find the salaries for the salary staff. And I didn't have a salary. I just covered my living expenses with what was left. Yeah. And that was when God put it in my heart to tithe. And I thought, well, what do I tithe on? So you had your own business, and it was it was a struggle. I mean, finances never struggle. really... You were always trying to find money to pay for things. Everything, okay. all the time. Yeah. Um, and, and then I didn't have that money to spare, and, and I realized that the important aspect of tithing is not how much you give, yeah. but rather it must be a sacrifice. Right. It, it's got to be your first fruits. So... I uh, I looked at how much money I was spending and in faith mm. I tithe. In fact, I actually took the money and I went into overdraft to tithe. Wow. Okay. Um, and since that day, I have never not had the money to tithe. I've never had to worry about how I was going to pay my staff and I've never been better off. And I now give away more money. Yeah than I ever spent on myself. Yeah. And I spend more money on myself than I ever had before. Um, wow. So God is faithful to His Word. Yeah. He, he, I mean, He says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Yeah, that's right. And I live by faith. I do everything by faith. When I go, I work mainly for insurance companies, doing engineering yeah. work, investigating failures and things. Yeah. And I always ask God to show me the things that are not seen. Because there are so many people yeah. who claim on insurance yeah. whenever a storm occurs and, and the damage has got nothing to do with the storm. And it's not easy to see. Yeah. And I pray and as I'm looking, the clues come out and I can give an honest opinion yeah. either for or against. Yeah. Depends whatever it, the evidence reveals. Um, so you're, you're an investigative engineer, right? That's and, correct. And, um, and since you, okay, and you still have your own business as then, but since this concept of tithing, giving came into your life, your business is completely turned around and you have more than enough now. And even now in terms of work, I mean, a lot of people are, you know, being retrenched and that sort of thing. And, and everyone's talking about, you know, the economic climate's not very good. You were just saying to me that you've you've never had so much work. You 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 don't even know how to deal with all the work that you you've got. Well, that's not true. Okay. I know how to deal with it. Okay. <laughs> I hand it over. <laughs> sure. I say, Lord Jesus, you know how much work I've got. You know how much sleep I need. Yeah. I don't set an alarm clock. Yeah. I wake up when he wakes me up, and I get up and I work. Wow. And I ask him to keep the pressure off me. Yeah. And I'm not stressed. I'm not under pressure. There's a huge amount of work. Yeah. Um, It's pouring in, and I produce it, and it's going out. And and you just, if you had to look at the whole process, you can feel it supernatural. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the way God has given you peace in the midst of intense. Everybody wants their reports, and they wanted yesterday. um, In terms of uh, the amount of work that's coming in, just you. You feel God's supernatural power everywhere in, in, your, in your work. There's absolutely no doubt about that. 
I was talking to an engineer just yesterday. Yeah. And he said he's got no work. Yeah. Um, How's that? Yes. You know, that is incredible. I, I, yeah. I, I gave away an entire shopping center. Yeah. Design and rebuilt. Yeah. Because I have so much work. Wow. So. Yeah. So it's a literal, I mean, it's a, it's a day and night turnaround. It's, it's literally like there was before God and now there's with God in your life. It's and from the day yeah. I tithed yeah. and acted in faith yeah. and believed that the Bible is the Word of God, the true Word and the total Word. Yeah. And, and, you, and you, you mentioned the word faith, and that's important in this whole exercise. You know, it's not just about obeying a, a, a law no. or a rule or you, what I'm hearing you say is this is relationship. This is you stepping in faith and believing God's word and trusting it in your life um, and, and, and you accessing all the promises by faith. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and God is faithful to his word. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can tell you a story about car that I yeah let's hear let's do it yeah I um I surfed ski yeah and I was in a every Friday there was a race for ten weeks and there was a lucky draw prize for a new surf ski yeah. if you went and test drove a Kia yeah because it was sponsored by Kia okay. now I never got time to go and just before the last race I had a job in Pine Town and another job in Winston Park yeah. And, and all before this, I used to drive a little fiberglass Jeep, yeah, soft top, based on a, on a Ford Escort. Yeah. And you built it yourself, didn't you, or something? No, or not a, quite. A rebuild? Or yeah, it's okay. a rebuild thing. Okay. And um, when I did a long trip, work-wise, I'd use my wife's car, because yeah. um, the Jeep was very noisy. And then she'd said to me that... I need to think about getting my own car because she can't use the Jeep and she fetches the, the she's going to be fetching the grandchildren from school so I can't use her car anymore. I looked into the, the finances of it. Now this was right in the beginning. Yeah. And um, I, uh, I said to her, well, we've got one more year to pay off and then I'll buy another car. I will just tolerate it. Yeah. Anyway, I went to this job in Pinetown and I said to my assistant, get the soil testing equipment yeah. and do a test here. And he came to me and he said, he'd left it at the office. We didn't have it. So I didn't have time to go back, fetch it, come and do the job and still get to the Winston Park job. So I said to the client, look, I'll come back tomorrow. And I thought, well, I've got a bit of time to spare. Yeah. I'll go to Kia. Yeah. So I went to Kia Motors. Yeah. And... Prior to this, we'd been discussing what vehicle I should look for, sure. and we decided that uh, it had to be a seven-seater, because we've got lots of grandkids, <laughs> and uh, I said I wanted a 4x4 four four to replace the Jeep, Yeah. so I went into Kia, I test drove their 4x4, four four. Yeah. it was a five-seater, I got entered into the lucky draw for the surf ski, and as I was walking out, I saw that Sangyong yeah. is the same company, just a different showroom. Yes. It was Imperial Selected those days. So I walked in there and I saw the Rexton. Yeah. I'd never seen one in my life before. Yeah. I had a look at it. It was a seven-seater. Four by four. Four by four. I spoke to the salesman 
And uh, I looked at the price and I said, thanks, and I walked out. Yeah. When I got to the Winston Park house, yeah. the owner arrived in a Rexton. <laughs> I had never seen one in my life before, wow. and now I've just come out the showroom and he arrives in one. Yeah. I did the job, and then at the end I said to him, how does the Rexton go? Yeah. And he said, oh, it's an awesome vehicle. So I said, I was actually in the showroom before I got here. Yeah. And he said to me, do you want one? He said, I'm the manager of, um, of, of, of Sangyong in, in, you know, in, in, wow. uh, Imperial Select. Yeah. And, uh, that wasn't actually true. Yeah. Because he was actually the manager of the entire company uh, of the whole area. Wow. And he said to me, I got one came in as a, a demo model this morning. Yeah. I tell you what, come back tomorrow and you can take it for a few days and try it out. What? Wow. Yeah. And I had my Jeep what booked in for a, I had my Jeep booked in for a service the next day. As well. As that's well. Amazing. So I thought, wow, that's fantastic. Now at yeah. least I've got a vehicle to work with. Yeah. So I took it, <laughs> tested it, drove it, yeah. went back to them. Yeah. And I said, very nice. How hmm. much? Yeah. And the chap said to me, we'll give it to you for a hundred thousand rand off the new price. What? I could not believe. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, a hundred thousand rand of the new price was That's still far more than I'd ever borrowed to buy a car before. Sure. Yeah. So I said, okay, let me phone the bank and see if I get finance. Yeah. The next day, the bank said your finance is through. Wow. He threw in a tow hitch. Yeah. And there you go. Off I had this car. It didn't end there. Yeah. Because when they fitted the tow hitch, they crossed the wires over. So when I was driving at night, it went into a safety mode, and I took it back. Yeah. And while I was in the workshop, yeah. a little guy in a suit and a bald head came past me, and he looked at it, and he said to you, have you just bought this? So I said, yes. He says, I don't know why we gave it to you for that price. <laughs> so you see, that is the supernatural power of God. That is. That and is that's, amazing. that's why I gave it that Nehemiah 1039 number plate. Okay. Which then led me into everyone's household, and they asked me, "Do wow. you come, do you do you come, come from, from escort?" escort? <laughs> and I said, "No, from the kingdom from of God." Kingdom. And the door was open, and you could share and, the gospel. And so my yeah. ministry is going to people's houses. God gives me the work. Yeah, I go to people's houses. Yeah, that when, is amazing. When the, when the door opens, yeah, if it comes up, I don't bring it up. Yeah, but if there's something that brings it up, then I've shared the story with many people. Yeah, and hopefully changed many lives. I'm sure you have. Mike, thanks. What, an, what, an, what an awesome testimony um, of faith, of, of trusting God, and and seeing God actually come through supernaturally um, to provide, to bless, to increase you. Um, it's it's incredible. And um, and I hope if you're listening and and you have questions around all of these things, that that you'll listen to this testimony and know for sure. Um, that you have a Father in Heaven and His Word is true and you can trust it. And if you obey it and you put it into practice in your life with a heart full of faith, you're going to see His blessings come in your life. Amen. Amen. Cool. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> <Okay>. Cheers. <laughs>